The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Booper, supporting the health of millions of Australians. Because life happens. Find out more at booper.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday, the 17th of September. In your Squiz today, lifting our biodiversity game, the Prime Minister moves to bring more Aussies home, Venezuela's human rights record and changing a name. This is your Squeeze Today. Heading back to 2010 this morning, Claire, when 196 member states of the UN's Convention on Biological Diversity, including Australia, gathered in Japan and committed to a plan to limit the damage inflicted on the natural world by 2020. From that, targets were set around things like limiting habitat loss, reducing pollution and preventing the extinction of known threatened species. Now, the UN's Global Biodiversity Outlook Report has given a sense of how we're tracking. We're not tracking particularly well. None of the 20 targets that were set have been fully met. Only six have been partially achieved. What they say is that there's a lot of work to do and we've got to get on with it. A UN director has made the link between the pressure on nature and COVID-19. What Elizabeth Murmur says is that as nature degrades, new opportunities emerge for the spread to humans and animals of devastating diseases like this year's coronavirus. She's really brought that home to the world's current pressing issue. The good news, though, is that nearly every country that signed on in 2010 is taking some steps to protect biodiversity. For example, Claire, in the last decade, the global rate of deforestation has fallen by a third compared to the previous decade. That's right. And overall, what they say is that it's certainly not too late to slow, halt and eventually reverse current trends uh, in the decline of biodiversity. There's also been good work in things like better fishing practices, a lot of overfished uh, ocean grounds starting to be restored. Uh, Also, the protection of natural areas on land and sea has happened a lot more. And hunting restrictions of threatened species has certainly seen good results Uh, for them. But pretty much everyone has work to do. Australia was also called out because we had a rodent that became extinct. It was thought to be the first mammal to become extinct due to climate change. Uh, And urgent action is needed, they say. Expect more on this when the UN Summit on Biodiversity is held in late September. Bit of talk, Claire, yesterday about those Australians wanting to return home. Reports are there are 27,000 or so overseas who are trying to come back. As it stands, 4,000 can return each week, but the federal government wants that lifted to 6,000. And our Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormack, who's also the Transport Minister, has written to his state and territory counterparts to ask them to look at increasing their hotel quarantine systems. They say that it's been appropriate to now because they didn't want that system stretched to breaking point. But Federal Attorney General Christian Porter yesterday said that there's two and a half thousand Australians who are overseas at the moment who are in distress or who need to come urgently. And that's an issue because of those small numbers at the moment. This will be discussed at Friday's National Cabinet meeting. A report out today from the eSafety Commissioner shows that a good chunk of us would like to see big tech companies do more to remove harmful material from their platforms. 
we're concerned about privacy, we're concerned about the safety of users, but we're also concerned that those platforms aren't doing enough to stop the spread of misleading information. And we're talking about the likes of Facebook, Instagram and Google, uh, also concerned about those platforms. Uh, A-listers, talking about Kim Kardashian West, Katy Perry and Leonardo DiCaprio, they've taken the extreme step of freezing their accounts for a whopping 24 hours. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like that long in the scheme of things, but <laughs> I guess the idea is that with their profile, they're able to put a spotlight back on that hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign. Over to Venezuela now, and a new United Nations Human Rights Council report says that Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro and his senior colleagues have committed crimes against humanity. What the United Nations Human Rights Council report says is that this is a systemic issue that those senior politicians are ordering security forces and allied militia to kill and torture citizens. They're doing it to suppress political opposition and also just to create a general climate of terror in Venezuela. Venezuela has been suffering a severe economic and political crisis and has seen millions flee the country in recent years. Our Aussie cricket team, Claire, are currently touring in England. Coach Justin Langer has been asked about the decision by the team not to take a knee during the tour. That followed criticism from West Indies great Michael Holding. What seems to have happened is that the England-West Indies recent series saw players take a knee, as plenty of sports stars around the world have in recent months in solidarity with people who have died in the US due to police violence. But when it came to the series between Australia and England, that hasn't happened Our captain, Aaron Finch, said that they discussed it with the English and they decided that they weren't going to do it. And that rebuke from Michael Holding, who, of course, is a West Indian legend of cricket and is a famous commentator these days, uh, saw Langer come out and say, yeah, perhaps actually we could have talked about a little bit more. Yeah, when he was asked about it, he also said that the team has talked about a response that is sustained and powerful that can go on not just throughout the series in the summer, but throughout time. As for the cricket itself, the third final and deciding match of that test is happening as we speak. Traditionally, Claire, the Booker Prize is a very British affair, which is why having only one British author on the shortlist this year is making some waves. It is. And also making waves is that there are four uh, debut novelists in that shortlist. It is probably the most prestigious literary award of the year. Uh, It's quite a rich one as far as these awards go. It's about 88,000 Australian dollars. It's a list, though, that doesn't include Hilary Mantel, who is one of only two women to win the award twice, uh, was lining up for a third with her Wolf Hall trilogy coming to an end. Yeah, she hasn't made that shortlist. Who has made the shortlist is in the Squeeze Today email. I know there'll be a few people listening keen to dive into that. And Claire, there's a town in Canada called Asbestos. They're pretty keen for a name change. (laughs) It's named after... The, the main product that's uh, produced in that town. It's in Canada, as you say. Citizens are having a bit of a vote. They've come to a short list themselves about uh, what the town could be called. Uh, I like one of the favourites, which is Jeffrey. Um, they, although there's a bit of pushback about that because according to locals, uh, Mr. Jeffrey was the guy who owned the asbestos mine. So perhaps that's not the right way to go. 
or perhaps it preserves it preserves the history. Who knows? It's called That's as, exactly as you said. Right. It's called asbestos for a reason. The substance was mined there for years, but the town's mayor said the name had deterred several <laughs> investors over the years. <laughs> The email subject line, what are we singing today? I have gone, Kate, for something very contemporary. It's in the ARIA top ten at the moment. It's a new Drake song, uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later. That seems to be the United Nations message when it comes to biodiversity. Yeah, looping back to the lead story today. It's Thursday, Claire. It's a squeeze shortcuts day. You and Larissa have taken a little wander through the Australia-China relationship. It's coming up a lot. It's probably the basis of some of the biggest news stories of the year. And we thought making that linkage about how we came to know China through to the issues that we're having today would be a good bit of background. Yeah, it's a really good one. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. That's all from us today. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.